Being a new mom is hard. We get it. It's easy to feel alone, but we know that's never how God intended it. So we want to welcome you to The Motherhood. If you need professional parenting advice, clinically proven data, or study-based evidence, please let us know where to find it. Because here at The Motherhood, we focus on sharing experiences, offering encouragement and understanding, but most importantly, friendship. We're here to do motherhood together. Hello guys, welcome back to The Motherhood. Again, I'm Bethany. And I'm Riley. And who? this episode... I'm excited. I'm sweating a little. So, well, let's, can we just come right out with it? Like, Yeah, I feel like we're, we're going to do a lot of prefacing and yeah. laying the foundation here for just a minute or two, so like, bear with us. it's a people-pleasing podcast, yes, so we have to yes. make sure we get all of our disclosures exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. Um, topic for today is, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of like controversial or hard to make decisions in parenting mm-hmm. um we're talking vaccines yeah we're talking sleep training mm-hmm. um maybe dabble into feeding and discipline yeah. we'll kind of see just like a lot of things that um bethany and i have honestly had our own conversation obviously off air talking about and we were like you know what everybody needs a friend to discuss these yeah. things with um we have a non-biased viewpoint on both i think you're gonna find that when it comes to all of these topics we are very gray mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um i guess to preface it we don't think that there is a right or a wrong um we just kind of wanted to record what this conversation looks like for yeah. us in case it's a conversation you need to have yourself yeah it's gonna be like you hear in our intro every week, hopefully every week, because you're listening to us every week, but you'll hear, you know, we say we are not the professionals. This isn't going to be a lot of like facts and data and here's what the world says or whatever. You might get some of that, but I think there are plenty of podcasts out there that already kind of go into like the nitty gritty facts and details, especially about like vaccines and things. Mm -hmm. This is really going to be maybe a little bit of that, but mostly just us kind of like verbally processing through the decisions we made, Uh, maybe like, I don't know, some of our pros and cons. But again, we just hope that this is something where you can listen and at least just be able to process as well, not feel forced necessarily one direction or the other, but just to hear us talk about it again, just like as a friendly conversation, because like Riley said, I think there needs to be more of that. I don't feel like you can talk about it with other people without being like, judged or tried to be convinced or told you're wrong or told you're right whatever hopefully this is just yeah like you don't have to like we are not trying to influence you in any way in this like what we want to influence you to do is to think and to learn not just to do whatever we did you know and Mm so we're not trying to influence you to do one or the other but rather provoke some questions and let you know that it's okay to learn about these things and make a decision for you and your family yes exactly so i think that's probably most of the prefacing that we're gonna do (laughs) i think that about sums it up we'll probably repeat that we're not professionals (laughs) like throughout the episode and probably several different times we'll circle back to the fact that hey you know non-biased or whatever so i think we're just gonna jump right in with the first topic which is vaccines and i know for me Even when Riley and I talked about doing a podcast, this was always one for me personally I was very nervous about um, for multiple reasons. Um, People pleasing being a big one. But also that I'm just the type of person where I struggle to 
do research. Like I am not a big research person. Like I would rather someone else do the research for me and then like tell me the things and then I can make a decision. But like, how do you do that in the world that we live in nowadays where you also don't even know like who or what you can trust or what's true out there or like, you know, there's just so many differing opinions and things that contradict each other. And it's like, how do you even know how to make this decision? Right. And you don't really. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so I guess I will jump right in Mm -hmm. with my story. Um, growing up, we didn't know anything but vaccines. Yeah. That's just kind of like standard run-of-the-mill procedure. And so my sister kind of rocked the boat when she decided that her kids weren't going to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And the family was like, what are you doing? (laughs) This, you know, you, you go in, you do the things like, you trust your doctor with so much like why are you rocking the boat and um after sharing a lot of her information with the family like Mm -hmm. people started to be like okay maybe you're not crazy like maybe this is actually something worth reading into you hear about how they've changed over the years Mm -hmm. with like the number of vaccines and the ingredients going into them and all of that and so um I personally feel like I have data from both sides Mm -hmm. that make both enticing options. And luckily, I'm surrounded by a very encouraging community who have never made me feel like I had to do one or the other. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. for me, I don't dive into all the research. I'm a very firm believer in some things that you have that mother's intuition. Like for baby lead weaning, like that didn't require a ton of like research on my part because I knew in my gut what I wanted for her and what Mm -hmm. I thought she could and could not handle. Yeah. But vaccines were not the case. That was something that I spent and still spend a ton of time Mm -hmm. reading on. And I mean, even things like TikTok, because I feel like it can be so educational, but at the same time, anybody can throw up a video. So you have to be really careful with where you get your sources and all this stuff. And not to mention, I feel like there's a lot of stuff out there Either way, you know, with a vaccine or without a vaccine, that just is meant to, like, almost scare you, you know? Like, there's so much fear out there, again, from both directions that it's like, I don't know. It just makes you more afraid to even make the decision one way or another. I say all the time, I feel like it's playing roulette either way. Yeah. Because... If I don't vaccinate Indy and she gets a vaccine-preventable disease, I will never forgive myself. Mm -hmm. And if I take the initiative and give her a vaccine and she has a severe reaction from that, I will never forgive myself. Mm -hmm. So, Kind of one of those things where you feel like you can't win. No. And um, I guess the first question about vaccines that I wanted to touch on is like, why do we think it's controversial? Yeah, yeah. I guess the easy answer is maybe because... In the grand scheme of things, I think people view vaccines as something that affects the population, mm-hmm. not just yeah, you and your yeah, child. Yeah. I mean, that's really... Because, like, I mean, if you think about it, why do you need to be in somebody's business if it doesn't affect you? Mm-hmm. So maybe vaccines are such a hot topic because they can potentially affect more than just the family making the choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's, like, the point of them, right, is if for everybody to have it so that it prevents like the spread of these major diseases, you know? And, um, I heard somebody once tell me like, and again, this is not to say one way or the other, but I heard someone once say like, imagine a generation where like no one was vaccinated, you know, like it's like then disease could spread. But I think that's just circling back to the point of, yeah, I think one of the reasons is it's like almost 
I think maybe you can come across as like selfish if you don't because it's like, oh, but like what about everybody else, you know? And I think that it's just something we're like told to do told to do by professionals and so like it would it's almost like going against the grain now to mm-hmm. not vaccinate. So I think it's kind of why it's almost controversial is because it's like well, the professionals say to do it. You're always just told to do it. Like why think twice about it? But you know? here's another thing. And this, like, I know a lot of people mention, like, big pharma and, like, all the profit that comes from vaccines. And we're not denying that that's there. Like, I'm not saying it is or isn't, you know. But it is weird to me that every single doctor tends to say to do it. Yeah. So part of me is, like, are they that good? Mm -hmm. That literally no professional, at least that I've come in contact with or found in our area, is against them. Yeah. Now, there yeah. are professionals that I've seen that will, or like there are some that will not allow you in their practice. Mm-hmm. Some will see you even if you don't vaccinate. Yeah. But, you know, like I've never seen a doctor who is like, if you come here, I am not giving your child a shot. Yeah. Like they yeah. tend to be in favor of, but then neutral to the idea or like not willing to push you off if you yeah. don't want them. Yeah. Yeah. So are they that good? Is money a motivator? Like, these are the questions that it's just so hard to answer, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess I'll go straight into my stance. Yeah, yeah. I am neither pro nor anti-vax. Um, I actually have an autoimmune condition that I won't go down the rabbit trail of explaining mm-hmm. right now. But that's made me very hesitant to vaccinate because mm-hmm. I don't know if, again, could go either way. If Indy has what I have, is it going to hurt her immune system and make her more susceptible to adverse Mm -hmm. reactions? Or because she could be immunocompromised, does she need them? Would they help her? Yeah. And we can't test for that yet because she has no symptoms. And the doctor said even if she carries this, if it's dormant in her body, it won't show up. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of stuck there. But um, as of right now, Indy has gotten nothing but vitamin K. And I actually had a good little crying session earlier today mm-hmm. because she is due in the next few days to go to the doctor and get the Hib mm-hmm. vaccine. And she's 15 months old, so she could have one dose and be done. Mm-hmm. But it's just going back and forth because ultimately I've been praying about this for years and I don't feel like God's given me that sense of peace. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Like, I know you can agree that spiritual element is really hard yeah. to ignore yeah. because I also think our convictions are so different. I think vaccines may be right for you, but maybe I get convicted about like, hey, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Your child doesn't need that. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that would be bad for yours because there is something that we can all acknowledge. There are adverse reactions, mm-hmm. whether or not they are like, I don't think any doctor would intentionally harm a child. I yeah. don't think any mother would intentionally make a choice to harm their child but I mean we can't ignore the fact that there's various data out there that talks about the reactions Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. unfortunately death is one of them that's the extreme of course but there's so many others there's like you know redness of the injection site death and everything in between yeah and so that is my number one reason um is because of you're afraid of a reaction yes and like I don't, I don't like the whole like, oh, vaccines cause autism. I do not think that's the case. Mm-hmm. But I do think that vaccines in rare cases can have metals that go to the brain and yeah. can cause all kinds of problems, like seizures, death, all, you know. 
And I don't know why I can't shake it. Yeah. So I guess you could even say fear is a huge Mm -hmm. factor for me. Um, But that is personally my stance and and basically my why. I guess like in a nutshell, it's have not vaccinated yet. Not going to say I never will. You guys could hear me in a podcast a year and a half on the road and be like, hey, guess what? Indy's fully caught up. You know, like, but in this moment, that's what I'm feeling. I am getting a little bit more open to them as she gets older because I feel like I know her and I know her norm. Mm -hmm. And so if she is acting off, I can pinpoint that better now than when she was teeny. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at in my why. What about you? And talk about both if you don't care because I know that even between your two kids, things have been different. Yeah, yeah. And I will, yeah. I'll say that when I had Archer which I think even in the past few years, there's like so much that's changed in terms of like vaccine research and just the information and data that's out there. So um, when I had Archer, I honestly didn't do a ton of research or anything like that. Again, I was just like, okay, vaccines are like what you do. It's mm-hmm. a part of, you You've know. you just never questioned it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like this, and I'm probably guilty of being, um, maybe like too trusting is not the word, but I'm kind of the person who I always think the best of people not like yeah yes yes that's the word I was looking for but like so I often don't question like people in authority right like my doctors and stuff because I'm like surely they just have the best in mind for me you know so I just and again not to say that is naive it is a little bit but and it's not to say your doctors don't have your best exactly exactly there's the me circling back and prefacing everything but um so I just he archer up until now has been fully vaccinated on schedule everything um he has not had any major major reactions other than when he got his mmr and like three other vaccines all at once and that's hard because you don't know which one did it i mean maybe mmr because that was the first time he had that one yeah and they say i feel like mmr can be one of the ones that's like the hardest yeah quote unquote to handle so he ended up getting a really really high fever um which got a little scary for me because we, again, kind of naive in a sense, I didn't even have like Tylenol or anything on hand to like treat that because anyways, I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail. But (laughs) I'm like, I'm also the kind of person where if they get sick, I'm not immediate to like jump into medication medication and Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, I usually try to like let it run its course. And so that's kind of what I was like trying to do with this fever. But it got to the point where it was like really high and the way he was reacting scared me a little bit. But Got a little Tylenol, put it in him, and he was, like, totally fine the next day. And I don't even know how I feel about Tylenol, but that's another that's <laughs> another rabbit trail. <laughs> so, anyways, my son, Archer, fully vaccinated up until this point. Um, and I know, for me, a big decision or part of that decision was also that my niece, Carmen, which if you all haven't heard or didn't listen to our other episodes, um, she passed away when she was seven months old, but... If she had survived or even while she was living, she had a very compromised immune Mm -hmm. system. And so I'm not exactly sure even how this all works, but I knew that like her being around people who weren't vaccinated could be very dangerous for her. And so that was always a big motivator for me was just knowing that, you know, there might be other people out there who kind of like what we talked about earlier, like I guess that herd immunity Mm -hmm. or whatever the, you know. Um, So I was like, you know, it was more so I was like thinking of other people, which is not a bad thing, but I wasn't really doing any research or anything and like thinking of like my own children either, if that makes sense. 
anyways, when it came around to we were pregnant with Ayla, um, again, I just feel like there was like so much more out there. I feel like you and I had a lot of conversations going through pregnancy and stuff with friends as well. Just like when you're all trying to make the same yes. decisions and like and you're sharing about the information. Same. Yes, yes. Because that's one thing that we were able to do really well, and that I hope that we're able to do for you guys right now. We were able to come to each other with information and sources yeah. and experiences that we've you know either heard or researched and share that information without it being like you should not vaccinate yeah. look at this article or you yeah. should vaccinate look at this yeah it was a very like hey i found this do with it what you will neutral yeah. conversation and now that i'm thinking about it i feel like that played such a big role in it because with archer i was like not pregnant on my own i had a lot of support but like you know i i was the only one in the friend group pregnant at the time so i didn't really have people to like bounce these questions off yeah. of or like people to help me with the research or that sort of stuff so I was just kind of like going into it like again just doing what everybody else did and said um but I think that was a big role and when I got pregnant with Archer and like all three of us four of us at one point were like pregnant at the same time so we're all talking about it asking questions all this sort of stuff I also got recommended from a friend to read a book called The Vaccine Friendly Plan by Dr. Thomas who is a pediatrician and basically he is kind of like one of those doctors who started going against the grain in a sense. And he, I read his book, which I highly, highly recommend. It's very, I would like, it's non-biased. He does have vaccines that he recommends on a different schedule, very spaced out. He has vaccines that he doesn't recommend children getting. So I enjoyed it because it wasn't, it wasn't like he was like very biased in either direction. He just put forth right. information. Can I cut you off right yeah. there real quick? Because while you're talking about that, I do want to mention another resource that helped me a lot yeah. was the Vaccine Conversation podcast. Um, it's not really advertised because social media doesn't really like it very much. Um, <laughs> but they do a gr- well. It's a man and a woman, and the woman is definitely more opinionated. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> but the man is a pediatrician, yeah. and they do a really good job at presenting facts and letting you make an informed decision. Yeah. So we'll, we'll two have great to sources. Link the podcast in the book in our show notes. Um, Sorry, I cut no, you no, off, no, that but... was great. That was great. Um, but yeah, that was something that really helped me. So it's it's a vaccine plan that doesn't go with like the current CDC. Wow, sorry, CDC schedule. I have actually not had any caffeine. The caffeine that I'm not drinking is decaf coffee. <laughs> um, anyways. And I've had double. I know. <laughs> um, so um, what I also liked about his book is that it talks about all-encompassing health. So it's not just like vaccines. It's what are you feeding your children? What medications are you giving them? What does their you know day look like? Their schedules look like? How much screen time are they getting? That sort of thing. So for me, it was like all encompassing health, which I'm kind of like hit or miss on sometimes because I'm that type of person. If you haven't listened to our motherhood identity episode where I feel like I have to identify as one type yes. of mother. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I struggle with, and again, a lot of this comes back to my personality, but I struggle with, well, if I don't vaccinate, then I also have to be all organic all clean or on the other side of I can't vaccinate but then also be like organic you know like people who feed their kids all organic foods don't vaccinate their children I get like that's just the thoughts that swirl around in my mind and hopefully somebody out there can relate to that but I loved that 
you know, here's a doctor saying, hey, like, I'm going to recommend these things, but also you need to make sure you're taking care of your children in all other aspects of Mm -hmm. their health and life and stuff. Anyways, so with Ayla, I decided to follow his plan and his schedule. So she is partially vaccinated on like a more spaced out schedule and the schedule he uses, it doesn't ever have you doing like two vaccines at one time that are high in aluminum. Like there's just so many factors that go into it that I really love. And for me, I I have never just felt strongly one way or the other. I don't feel safe not vaccinating, but I don't feel safe 100% vaccinating. So I'm kind of like that gray area in the middle too. And like Riley said, you know, we hope to have another kid. So by our third, I could possibly see me being like, okay, no vaccines at all, but um, or sticking to the schedule, which I have really, really liked. So it'll just gradually go less and less. With yes, baby. yes. I could, I could possibly see that. Part of it is also just like, gosh, the more children you have, the harder it is to keep up with those visits and appointments and get there on time and all the things. Um, but that's kind of where you know I come from in terms of vaccines. I highly recommend that book if you have questions. Again, if you're thinking about vaccinating or not, I think it's a great resource. Um, But again, I I do kind of feel that I'm like also somewhat passionate about, okay, but we need to make sure we're taking care of like the the kids. Yeah, like, you know, if they are going to go get vaccines and stuff like this, like let's make sure their like gut and their body that's able to process that aluminum or whatever else like can process it and get rid of it like and it's that's a great to, point because you know. it could be something like maybe they're deficient in an enzyme or something yeah. like that that then lead to those compromised situations yeah. like there's just so much and I was sharing with my friends today it's what makes it so hard is that you don't know until the shot is administered yeah and it's not reversible like it it is what it is yeah. Um, one question I want to also, like, put on the table, mm-hmm. just because, you know. Controversy? <laughs> Raleigh, Raleigh Gray over here, <laughs> instead of Raleigh White. I'll just be Raleigh Gray. She is Gray. Um, but what does it mean to be anti-vax? Mm. Because, like, that's the weird thing. Okay, so I've decided that even if, I do decide to go through with this vaccine for Indy and we officially start. She's not getting them all. Mm -hmm. The timing is going to be different. Like, I see no reason for her to get hep B right now. Yeah. Um, So that's just not even on the table right now. Um, I've talked to her pediatrician. She is 100% on board. And I don't want to say that she, like, I don't say she agrees with me because I don't want to put her beliefs out there when I'm not 100% confident. Mm -hmm. But I do know she really supported me Mm -hmm. in being like, that's one that can wait. Yeah. Um, But the reason I asked that question is because I think some questions that we have to think about are like, like what if you're a mom who wants to vaccinate for everything but hep B? Mm -hmm. Well, you didn't follow the CDC schedule. So does that mean you're anti-vax? Well, you're not fully vaxxed. Yeah, yeah. So if you pick and choose, it's like you're partially vaxxed, but you're not you're not anti- you know what I mean like, or even if you decide not to vaccinate doesn't necessarily mean you're anti that's where I am right now yeah, yeah like I'm yeah. not for or against them yeah I am team figuring it out as we go yeah and this might be derailing your question but one other thing I was going to mention is that I think so much of the decision depends on you and your family and your lifestyle yep like you know I don't think every like I feel like that should be more considered than it is 
Um, you know, like some of them are only for if you're traveling outside of the country. And I'm like, I have two kids. I am not traveling outside of the country with them anytime soon, right. you know, or like for us, my kids aren't even in daycare or anything. You know, I work at home with them. So there's some that maybe could wait. I feel, you know, so just going to say so much of it also, I think depends on you and your lifestyle. And I think when we get to the end of this episode and wrap stuff up, I think we'll talk about how, you know, it is your decision yes. based off of how you feel your gut reactions and feelings and also, you know, your family and how you live and what you do, because I, I don't think it should fit everybody the same, you know, cause everyone's different. Well, and every aspect of health. motherhood yeah. is different. And like, I guess this is going to come across as very like, what's the word? I don't know. What I'm about to say, I don't mean to be like, these are the reasons that you should worry or you should be anti. Like, I just really want to ask some questions to really just get people thinking. Yeah. Number one, you know, what does it mean to be anti-vax? Because I do think that you can be gray. Yeah, Um, yeah. So the second question I want to ask is like, again, just provoking thoughts here. (laughs) Can't say that enough. Have you done any research of your own? Because Mm -hmm. if you think about it, like if I say, do you know what vaccines your child is going to get at the next appointment? Do you know that it's DTaP, Hib, and MMR? Mm -hmm. Or, and then do you know what those stand for? Like, I feel like a lot of times we get scared of pertussis. Okay. But have you looked into what is it? Diphtheria? Yeah. And tetanus? Yeah. Because like. There's just so much, and I feel like we need to know, like, I just don't feel like we have informed consent, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what those letters stand for? Yeah. Do you know um, know the side effects? Yes, the ingredients. Like, thankfully, I have a wonderful pediatrician. I was asking about ingredients, and she went and got me the inserts to all the boxes. She's been super transparent. Mm -hmm. She gave me the website of the brand that they use. But then get this. When I go on the website, it says you have to have a... Um, Seems really clearance or something. Yeah, what's like it that? called? Like a professional license number mm. or like something. Yeah. Basically, you have to have some sort of password to get in and access the data. Like, that's a red flag for yeah, me. Yeah. But she is very transparent. And mm. when I told her about the website, that's when she brought me the inserts and was like, I want you to have everything you need. I support you, you know, yeah. reading up and good for you for learning about it. Yeah. And so, like, that's the thing. I feel like we read food labels more carefully than we read what is being injected into our children. Yeah. And, yeah. like, for that's me, true. it's like, are some of them even necessary? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, anyways, so as an adult, are you up to date on your vaccines? Yeah. You know, like, I feel like there's not, I don't think there's many. I think a lot of them you get most of the immunity from as a child. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm pretty sure T, okay, there's. DTAP and TDAP, yep. depending on if it's for children or adults. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, like, you're supposed to get that pretty regularly mm-hmm. in your influenza, which, I mean, flu shot's super common. Yeah. But, like, again, not to say you should or shouldn't do any of these things, but those are just questions to think about. Yeah. Because I would be willing to bet that, I mean, I'll say it myself, I'm not fully up to date on yeah. my vaccinations yeah. when you count boosters. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, Mm-mm. does that 
make me anti-vax because it's like not there's so much there can be gray yes yes i'm taking a very long-winded approach to say the end of this again i'm like in conclusion (laughs) you can be gray you can very well be gray and that also made me think of oh gosh let me try to bring those thoughts back into my head um but it made me think of because i know i saw two different pediatricians with archer and ayla i ended up switching because the one we saw who i loved for archer he was great but they did not see partially vaccinated children. So I had to switch doctors. And I hate that mentality, but I digress. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But all that to say, it just made me think like, one, if if research is overwhelming to you, like it is for me, um, I think some of the resources we said are really great. Also just finding people that can like provide you resources as well. Again, I know this is an important decision, especially I always feel guilty because I'm like, this is a decision I should do research on because it's my kids and their lives, but I just get so overwhelmed by everything that's out there and I don't know where well, to start. Well, and it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Because I read it and it's, the fear has made me push the decision longer yeah. and longer and yeah. longer. Yeah. So I would just say, like, find some solid resources. Start with the ones we recommended, if anything. Find some friends who can maybe recommend some other ones to you. Message us on Instagram yes. if you want any. Not convincing from either way, but if you just need just to like me. air some stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Because I don't know how we would make those decisions without our friends. It's and- so true. And also just how important a good like pediatrician is. Like to yes. have that. And um, I know we take our kids to the same office. And so it's like I'm I just to have somebody who encourages you and empowers you and like lets you make the decisions and provides you with the information that you need how important that that can be a make it or break it and also be prepared before you go into the appointments like Riley said know what you're they're getting that might be a given but like do that research I know for me I have to know before I go in there Mm -hmm. because if they ask me I'm the type of person who will say yes under pressure so I need to know before I'm going into that room what they're going to ask me to if I'm giving my children or not and whatever, and I need to be prepared to say no. So. And I think a lot of the times, too, we forget because they are so educated and they're professionals, we forget that they work for us. Yeah. We hire them, yeah. like, in a sense. Like, I yeah. mean, of course, they can dismiss us if things aren't. But you know what I mean? Like, you have that right to be like, yeah. this is, like, you're, you shouldn't be uncomfortable to go to your doctor. You shouldn't be uncomfortable to ask questions or to say yes or no to certain things. Yeah. Like, and that's one thing I'm super grateful for with our pediatrician. Um, but while you were saying yeah. all that. I, I saw was... <laughs> you had a thought. I saw the light bulb come on. <laughs> but, um, okay, so Bethany said we go to the same practice. Uh-huh. And it's also funny because we're both people pleasers. Yep. And as a people pleasing mom who, like I've come to the, I think I said in a previous episode, I people please until my daughter's at stake. Yeah. That yeah. has been such a big, like, wedge in my life that has made me kind of pivot and be like oh there's that backbone you know yeah yeah. Um, there she is yeah there she is that's the mama bear just comes out I guess but as a people pleaser that right pediatrician is so important because I habitually yeah like she'll be like how how do we feel about vaccines what are we thinking for that Mm -hmm. and number one when I say we're not going to do them today I'm so sorry she goes why are you apologizing to me and she's not being rude but she's like she you goes, it, yeah, and she that. goes, doesn't affect me, and I would never judge you for making a decision that you feel is best for your baby. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to cry because I was yeah. like, as a people-pleasing perfectionist, don't like to rock the boat, that just meant the world. Yeah, and I feel like more doctors should say that. Yeah, and. And have that mentality. And she also 
doesn't pressure me to get it in the moment. Yeah. Like when we were talking about this next one, I was like, I feel better now than before. I'm not 100% confident, but if we were to start, which one would you recommend first? And mm-hmm. she told me Hib, and then she told me why. She does a really good job at telling me what she recommends for my child. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she talked about, well, is she breast or bottle fed earlier? Yeah. And then yeah. she talked yeah. about, is she in daycare? Is she home with you? Mm-hmm. And Because all of this weighs into which ones are more urgent. Yeah. And she knows that I don't want more than one at a time. And mm-hmm. if we even do the period. And so when we were talking about it, she recommended Hib. And then she also said, we'll put it down for next time. Yeah. Because she didn't want me making a rash decision yeah. in office. And yeah. that's just been huge. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, I wish there was more out there again. I mean, I feel like I know when you go into the pediatrician office, they ask you, the, you know, like, how are they doing? Are they breast or bot? Whatever, you know. But, like, how often are they asking you about what kinds of things you do well, and what your life looks like? And and why is the CDC schedule the CDC schedule? Because we've already addressed that every situation is different. Yeah. So why? It's like standardized testing. Don't get me started on teacher <laughs> stuff. It's like, have you? I'm sure you've seen the meme where it's like, we're going to keep this test fair. Go climb that tree. And it's like a fish and a monkey and an elephant and a dog. And it's like only one of them can climb the tree. Like it's kind of that same principle. Like each kid has a different story. They're in different situations. Maybe one family travels a ton, the other not at all, you know? And so it's like, why do we say every baby needs this shot at this time? Yeah. Why does a newborn need hep B? Yeah. I digress. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. So all that to say, again, (laughs) I think like, if maybe you're struggling with this decision, there's a lot to think about and a lot to consider, but not in the sense of like overwhelming you. Um, do you have more you want to say on the topic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just a few more things. Um, going back to my people-pleasing nature, yeah. it's been very hard to record this episode because I don't like controversy. Mm-hmm. I don't like controversy. Mm-hmm. I don't like rocking the boat. Yep. I don't want to make you feel bad if we don't agree. I don't want you to make me feel bad if we yeah, don't agree. Yeah. And so one thing that's been a challenge for me um, has been handling conversations. Mm-hmm. Because most people, especially like your true friends and like people who care about you, you can have this conversation. Yeah. Bethany and I have had it many times. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations with 100% vaccinating two CDC schedule people and it can be done. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, you know. But yeah. just like in every situation, you have your people who are the extremists or mm-hmm. who just want to challenge your thoughts, whether it's pro or against. I mean, yeah. honestly, there's bad apples on both sides. Yeah. Um. So if someone is coming up to you and kind of being, like, more aggressive with the conversation mm-hmm. or coming at you in comments if you post anything vaccine-related... um. I just was going to share a couple things that Mm -hmm. either have helped me or I'm still working on. But um, the first thing that is nice to do, and it kind of sets the tone of the conversation, because I think it's important that we really assess the motive of the conversation. If someone is coming at you aggressive and they're trying to belittle you and make you feel bad for your decision, number one, that never changes anyone's mind. So that's silly in the first place. So at some point... You just need to make a comment and be done. Mm-hmm. And then other times it's like, okay, is this person genuinely trying to understand me? Yeah. Do they really care about what I have to say? Are they asking because they're in a similar spot? 
even if they completely disagree, are they willing to hear me out and actually have an adult conversation? Mm -hmm. Because if you're getting the former, where it's just somebody just wanting to argue or belittle you, um, kill them with kindness. And you can just be like, I'm just going to use my own daughter's name, Mm -hmm. but thank you so much for your concern with Indy. I really appreciate, you know, you caring about her well-being. Think about as much as you care to have this conversation I care even more as her mother. Yeah. And yeah. I would never make a decision to intentionally harm my child. Yeah. First of all, you don't owe them any conversation. Yeah, you yeah. don't owe them any comment. But that's just a nice way to be like, thank you, but I got yeah, this. Yeah. I am her mother. Yes. And believe me when I say, you know, if yeah. it's the wrong decision, it's not intentional. It's yeah. not like, what kind of mom would I be if I was like, well... I know I should get her these vaccines, but I'm just not going to. Yeah, yeah. Like, no mom thinks like that. Um, but another thing is, like, when you talk to someone, and not in an argumentative way, yeah. but I'm a big fan of, like, hey, have you done any research on it? Yeah. Because, for me personally, well, the doctor recommended it is not enough for me. Uh-huh. Oh, vaccines cause autism is not enough for me. Yeah. Oh, what about herd immunity is not enough for me. Now, if you go in-depth on herd immunity, or if you go in-depth on why your doctor recommended them, that's different. Yeah. But I'm talking about people who literally have just done what I would have done, mm-hmm. which is just get the vaccines because that's standard procedure. Yeah. So me with my first pregnancy. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I All mean. All taken. Like, no, I'm just kidding. But no, that's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's just, and I don't mean it in a sassy way, but it's yeah. like, hey, have you done any research? Yeah. Because I think when you start looking into that, like when you hear, hey, there are 69 doses on that yeah. CDC schedule, like, whoa. Yeah. You know, because there's not 69 shots. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, like that's a big number. Yeah. Or, yeah, did you read about the ingredients in that? Like if your child's allergic to eggs, vaccines containing eggs probably isn't going to sit well with your child. Like yeah. there's so many different reasons. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you do the research, it makes these converse like that's where you get the conversation, yeah, you know, and that's yeah. where it becomes hard to make the decision because there is so much more that goes into it other than, well, my doctor said so. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think part of that too is that, and again, maybe this is just me, but like, I don't feel like we're empowered by our doctors to like make those decisions, you know, like. Yeah. No one, like, with Archer, I'm like, nobody ever really, and maybe part of it is because I didn't do a lot of research, but nobody talked to me about, well, you might want to consider this, this, and this. Again, like, what does your life look like? Is he going to be in daycare? Are you traveling? All this stuff. Does he have any, you know, like, nobody, like, asks you those questions, so it's like you don't even know that, like, it's an option in a sense, you know? Well, I don't know if that made sense, but. No, it did, and, like, I've even sat down with my pediatrician and been like, what are the adverse reactions you've seen in your practice? Have you ever seen this with this? And yeah. like, is it crazy of me? Maybe. But yeah. I have questions and I'm going to ask them because, I mean, this is, it's going to sound dramatic, but it's an injection. Yeah. There is no undoing it. It, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And I just think that, I think it all comes down to informed consent. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're educated enough. Mm-hmm. And I think when you are educated, then you can have conversations, right? And you can, like, because, I mean, really, there are some people you'll find that when you sit down to talk about it, their argument is, well, my doctor recommended it. Mm -hmm. Or it's what people have been doing for generations before us. Like, 
except now there's like five times more vaccines than there were and more reactions and like more ingredients and and again not that we're saying (laughs) don't do them but no exactly (laughs) but that's the thing and i'm not saying they're wrong you Mm -hmm. might get on there and agree with everything about it and then it's like hey guess what now you've really got a firm yes Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah i'm not saying any of the ingredients are good or bad i'm just saying be aware of them yeah you know yeah like I didn't realize there were eggs in them until I realized there were eggs in them. And until luckily, I realized there were eggs. But luckily, I mean, like, Indy doesn't have an yeah. egg reaction. But yeah. I know that when you give them eggs for the first time, that's a high allergen food. Yeah. So, like. Why isn't that said in, you know, when it comes to vaccines? You know? And, I mean, I'm sure your doctor would point that out. Like, yeah. They probably know all these things. And yeah. be like, hey, because of her history, I don't think we should do this one right now. Yeah. But, again. Yeah. But just knowing. And I feel really bad because I... I literally don't say any of that to try to encourage people to not vaccinate. Yeah. I just am really sharing the things that I've gotten hung up on and questions that I'm glad people have asked me. But it's even like you said, doing research doesn't mean go do your research. Like, do you know what's actually in them? Like, do your research also. So, like, exactly like you said, you have a more firm and confident yes. Like, you're not just doing these things because someone told you to, like... You're doing them because, like, you've researched it and you can stand behind the decision. Right. Um, Do you want to go into maybe, like, some tips for, like, making that decision? Yeah, I I was just thinking, like, we yeah, I feel like we've talked about kind of, like, a lot of good things to, like, consider or just think of when it comes to, like, making the decision. Um, And, again, I just want to repeat that I love that we literally have, I mean – all three parties, in a sense, represented. Yeah. Why did I just do? I did quotation because there's marks three. three. Um, you know, fully vaccinated, partially vaccinated, and not vaccinated yet. Again, you know, so I just think it's really cool. You have three of those, and it's cool to see represented three healthy kids. Yeah, despite yeah. having completely different. Amen, sister. And look at us just having a conversation about it. I just cannot recommend enough, though. You know, if you can find that person that you can have a conversation like this, at, like. It has been, I know for me, so helpful, again, going from, like, not really having anyone to talk about it and just doing it because, like, I thought you were supposed to, to, like, having so many people to ask me these questions, to share their research with me, to bounce off the hard questions, to bounce off even the emotions and the feelings behind making these decisions. Like, I cannot recommend that tip enough. And I remember when we were having the conversation early on, you even brought up, you know, the spiritual aspect, and you're like, I can't get past if it's, like, God made our bodies and gave us an immune system so Mm -hmm. we don't need them. Or if it's, well, God also gave us modern medicine and now we have vaccines. So it's like, there's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, sometimes it feels like you can't win. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it comes down to just like, you know, like I said, I don't have a sense of peace about it and Mm -hmm. that's why I can't move forward yet. Yeah. But, like, maybe that's going to be different. Maybe I have a second baby and God's like, this one's fine. Like, I know it's crazy, but, like... It's not. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm going to share this story real quick because I kind of called Riley out on it earlier when we were texting. But um, I think another tip, which has been said, is just to trust your mom gut. But I earlier this week or last week, 
when I was contemplating starting potty training, I was like, that's a whole you know, other podcast. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Which we're going to have an episode on that real soon. No. But I was like, I don't know. Should I do it? Some people say to wait till they're ready. Um, some people say to do it now. Some people say I'm too late, whatever. And I was just going off and off and off to Riley. Um, and she said, you know, you need to give yourself some credit and trust yourself and trust your mom gut. Anyways, we started potty training and my son has been doing amazing. And Riley reminded me that, Hey, Look, you listened to your gut and you were right and he was ready and you knew it all along. And I'm just going to shout that out to the moms too. And Riley was feeling a little bit nervous about, you know, the decisions coming up with, does she get the hip vaccine or not? And I said, Hey, I'm gonna give you your own advice. Trust your mom gut on this. Like you told me to do. So when it comes down to it, just trust yourself. I trust hate when yourself. my advice is used against I me. And I just <laughs> called you out on it again, but, but no. thank you. But it meant so much to me when she reminded me that, look, you trusted your gut and you were right. And so... Well, it's funny because I feel like in these moments, we look to good moms Yeah. that we look up to and like, oh, she's a great mom. I really value her input. Yeah. But we forget that like, we're good moms too. Yeah. You know? And, and even like, if it's like moms on social media and stuff like that, and also that that mom has different children, a different life, again, like it all yeah. comes down to like they could live totally different from you. So like what worked for them or what they chose to do might not be right for your family too. So very good point and definitely worth mentioning. Yes. So tip number one, (laughs) trust your mom gut. Trust your mom gut. Number two, um, find a pediatrician you love. Yeah. That's been like throughout the whole episode, we've gone back to this practice we go to and it's not that our practice is just like better than the rest. Yeah. I'm just so genuinely happy there and I Mm -hmm. feel like you are too, at Mm -hmm. least for this season. Um, so, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, if you and your pediatrician aren't jiving, you don't have to stay. Yeah. Um, and then the third one I want to add is research. Yep. And so those are the three big takeaways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it's overwhelming for you, your research can literally be, okay, my child's next appointment is nine months. That's a yeah. bad example. They don't get them yeah. in nine months. Um, my child's next appointment is the one-year visit. Yeah. These are the ones that are given at that visit. Okay, take it shot by shot exactly. or like you I know that yeah and or even it, visit by visit yeah, yeah like okay yeah. so what's the first visit let me just start there like and if you know if fear gets you like it does me because like I hear horror stories and I'm like all right abort mission you yeah, know yeah like you can be very selective by where you get your information from like the CDC website I pull a ton from yeah because I feel like it's like the most like known and like mm-hmm. I guess official maybe yeah. like so you can get all kinds of stuff on the CDC website without hearing any personal stories. Yeah. So it's literally, here is the abbreviation, here is what it means, here's when your child gets it, here are um, common side effects. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you can get just the facts without having any of the emotion tied yeah. to it, yeah. 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 which is probably what I should do more of. Yeah, but. yeah. I was going to say, I'm the type <laughs> of person that needs that too. Um, and you know, also just to like, remember to pray about it. I feel like we forget to like the most basic. Yeah. If you are a person who prays, pray about it. And I think you're just a clear example of that too. And that you're just seeking the Lord and like his direction and like, you know, asking for peace or not. And you've listened to that. And so just don't forget, like the Lord is in it all and he cares about it all too. And again, like like what you said, everybody's got different convictions, like what the Lord might prompt for one person, he might not for the other. So because all of our lives look differently. So, and the last thing I want to say, and this is for my girls who are people pleasing mamas and people who are just honestly fearful or whatever. Um, one big point that I am telling to myself too, Mm -hmm. um, 
my job is not for the world to look at me and think, what a good mother. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just want to protect my daughter. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. is the ultimate motivation for me in my decision to delay and one day get them, to delay maybe indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe with the next baby, maybe I'll follow CDC. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, my motivation is to protect her, not to Mm -hmm. make the people around me happy. Yeah. And that's been very hard for me, Mm -hmm. but also very rewarding. Yeah. And so, yeah, your job is not to impress people. Your job is to protect your baby. Mm-hmm. So I would love to say, let's jump right into the next <laughs> controversial slash hard decision, but I'm looking at the camera yep. and we've been going for a while. Mm-hmm. So would you be good with maybe doing two parts for yeah, this? Yeah, I think we're going to have to make this a two-parter. Sorry, guys. I'm just a little bit passionate. Well, we kind of <laughs> knew this might happen, you know. It's um, a hard hitter yeah. and it's really important for me to again make sure that we just help you guys think without making you feel like you have to do one or the other yeah and i feel like vaccines are without being dramatic a big decision and so yeah i might have just talked in circles but i feel like what we said was yeah i don't know i think there's some good stuff in this episode so we will continue with part two again might be talking about some sleep training, maybe some baby feeding, baby led weaning, possibly dipping our toes into like a discipline type of thing. We're just going to see where it goes, but, um, join us for part two. And, um, again, we'll link some resources and stuff in the show notes for you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, the motherhood underscore moms. Um, we might be posting some resources and stuff there too. So don't forget to join the motherhood. Thank you all for listening. We hope it was encouraging. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us, friend. If you felt encouraged by what you heard, please consider giving us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Unless you hated it, because like your mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And to officially join the motherhood, follow us on Instagram at themotherhood underscore moms. We always have ways to interact and we want to hear from you. Have a great week.